morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Empower Single Mom Podcast on today. Today is Thursday. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And before we get started with our best of all thinking, let's greet this day. I greet this day with God love in my heart. It is the greatest, it is the greatest secret to success. No matter what life brings, it calms every storm. When the enemy persecutes my soul, love comforts it. When I face darkness, love brings light. When my heart is overwhelmed, love will inspire and encourage it. When my heart is distressed, love will remind me of God's goodness over the years. When I feel discouraged, love will lift my hands to the Lord and fill my mouth with the song. I worship Him this day with love in my heart. I greet this day with God love in my heart. When it feels like heaven is silent, love will remind me that God knows what I'm going through. He has a plan, and he will provide for my every need. I greet this day with God's love in my heart. Love will lead me. Love will direct me. Love will inspire me. Love will heal me. Love will fill me. Love will revive me. I greet this day with God's love in my heart. Love will deliver me from my enemies. It will take me in time to storm because of God's love. Today, all those who seek to hurt me will be stopped from the love make my shit a paper. I love all who I come in contact with today. I will love the weak and make them strong. I will love the inspired and be inspired by them. I will love the empty and they will be filled. I will love the filled and they will overflow. I will love the broken and they will be healed. I greet this day with God love in my heart. It quits all the thoughts of the wicked one. It confronts everyone I face with love. It will shine through my eyes, bring a smile to my face and bring ways of peace to my voice. It helps Lord people to fix and empower them to experience God's presence. I greet this day with God love in my heart. Because he loved me, I love myself, and I will love others. And I will love life no matter what, what I face. From this moment forward, fear and hate leave my body and mind. Fear and hate leave my family and home in Jesus' name. So today we have greeted this day. And I had did my podcast earlier. I would tell you the enemy is busy. I did my podcast earlier and I got ready to post it and it's was saying unavailable. The devil is a lie. I will confidently say today. I will post my podcast today. So I just want to tell y'all that because we should have been on here earlier, but the devil thought he had it, but we don't. So today we're gonna to be talking about um day 27, I'll feel alone. So how many of y'all feel like you feel alone, you feel helpless, you feel frustrated, you just feel like you're the only one going through this and that don't nobody understand. I've been there and I still have those days when I feel alone, where I feel helpless, where I cry out to God and I feel like God is not there. So why do I feel alone? But today we're going to change that way of thinking because you are not alone. You're not alone because I'm with you and God is going to help you through this. So I hope, you, hope when I get through this podcast that you know that you're not alone. So it starts in Mark 4, 4, when the disciples tried to cross over to the other side of the sea in the boat, they were overwhelmed by the storm. They struck they struck their ship. They feared for their lives, bailing, bailing out water fiercely. Have you, have you ever been in a storm? The water crashing against you. You feel hopeless. You feel alone. You cry out, Lord, where are you? Don't you care? The disciples forgot one small detail in the midst of the storm. Jesus was in the boat with them. There was nothing greater than his presence. Let's overcome that thought to say, I feel alone when God 
where is God when I need him the most? Today, I want to ask you to ask yourself that question. When you feel alone, where is God when I need him most? So, let's change that way of thinking today. He is in the boat with you. At Mark 4, 36, 4, 40, Jesus was asleep in the boat. Someone asked me once, how do we, how do we wake Jesus up? When he's asleep in our boat in the middle of the storm. Well, I say you don't wake him up. You rest in him. You rest in his presence. If he's not worried, don't you don't you worry. If his presence calms the storm, then just as it will now. I know we wake up sometimes. We wake up. We get this real phone call in the night and our mind get the wandering. Or we get worried about you hit you might be at work and something happens to your kids. We get the worry. Um I'm here to tell you that Jesus is with you in that boat. Don't get all upset. Don't get to worry because I've been there and done it. Just because something happened does not mean it caught God by surprise. It might have caught you by surprise, but it didn't catch God by surprise. So that means he don't want us to worry. If Jesus is not worrying, he don't want you to worry. So today, even though you might be sitting there at home worrying or stressing, God don't want you to do none of that. He don't want you. He wants you to have a stress-free life, a worry-free life. He wants you to have a abundant life, a happy, joyful life. Yes, he do know that trials and tribulation will come, but he don't want you to get into that moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to go do it. Oh, Jesus, all this is going on. No, he don't want you to worry about that. He wants you to rest in his presence. Just rest in him that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Number two, the disciples didn't need Jesus to awake. They needed to awake the fact that Jesus was with them. When you know He's with you. There's nothing to fear. As Psalm 23, 4 said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for you are with me. So even though we're walking through the valley, even though we're in the storm, all of that, God says, do not fear. There's nothing to fear. I remember one day, I was working from home. Uh, my kids were at school, and it got real, real dark, and the wind was blowing. It was raining. It was like a storm. The storm was popping up. It was just raining and storming and all this type of stuff. So my daughter had texted me and said, um, Mom, they're putting a uh, shelter in place because there's a tornado like eight minutes away from us. And she said, Mom, I'm scared. Uh, this is it. So I was like, okay. And I got scared because I don't like the wind. I don't like the storm. I mean, I can deal with the rain. The rain is like this. So I'm like, that wind, I, that's a different story. So I was like, okay. So I said, God, I just started praying for my daughter. I said, God, uh, give her peace. Lord, don't let that tornado hit that school. If I love just cover all of them. Even though my kids, my son, my son, and my daughter was there, I pray for everyone in that school. I just said, Lord, watch over that school. Lord, watch over us. Lord, calm the storm. Lord, you said there's nothing to fear. Lord, give her peace of mind. Give her, Lord, peace the storm. I just thought I went into prayer. And then later, uh, later on, she texted me and said that she was okay, but she was just so scared. I said, you didn't have to be scared. I said, you just start praying or whatever. I see said, and I said, well, I pray for y'all. I just, I just made sure, I just wanted to make sure that it was okay. And she said, no, we're okay. And I said, I remember, because it was so stormy, I can't remember. I like God, I'm, I told, I said, God, I'm scared. I know God, you know, he told us not to feel, but I said, God, I'm scared. I, I don't like the storm. I said, God, just calm the storm. Just calm the storm. All of a sudden, even though it got dark, it was thundering, lightning, you could just hit it. All of a sudden, it was just like a peace, like a calm. If God can just do that, this is the best way he can do. All I said was, God, I don't like the storm. I don't like it. I can deal with the rain, the thunder, and the lightning. But when they have the wind and all that other stuff, tornadoes, 
popping up. I can't deal with all that. So I was like, you know what? Then we had, because I work from home, so I had to tell my um, supervisor, my boss, that we got to shelter in place because it had got so dark. And the tornado was like eight minutes away from where my kids go to school live. But I was like, it's going to be all right. I had to let them. I was like, God, I'm scared because I was like, oh, Jesus. But I just said, I just prayed. And that's a storm outside. This, if they had to pray while they was on the boat, I was, I'm not even in the boat. I was in the house. But just so that if God can do that, you can imagine what else he can do. Number <laughs> three, great miracles equal Jesus calmed the storm. The greater the miracle, Jesus slept in the midst of the storm. When you realize he's in the boat with you, you have supernatural peace. Calm the storm is great. Peace in the midst of the storm is greater. Meaning like, Jesus calmed that storm. That was great. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But just imagine some people that was in the midst of that storm. storm that tornado. Because I know I had a co-worker that was in the midst of it. Or whatever. Just imagine being in the storm, in the tornado, whatever. Just imagine you don't know what's going on the outside because you're inside. But just knowing that to have a greater peace, to have peace is in the midst of it is greater. It is greater. Yes, Jesus is coming strong, but just having that mindset when you're in the middle of it, in the midst of it, and you can have peace, that is greater. That is so greater. Number four, um, do not mistake the fire in your life for God present. Do not mistake the fire in your life for God present. In Daniel 3, 25, Daniel 3, 22 through 25, Jesus was the fourth man in the fire with Sherak, Meshach, and the Billy Goat. Well, I said that like it was nothing. I hope I said that right. In the midst of the fire, he was in the he was <laughs> he was present in the midst of the fire. Just because you don't feel his presence doesn't mean he isn't there. Believe he's with you and eventually situation will feel his presence. When you in the midst of something, you just don't know what you're gonna do. I have plenty of situations where I just didn't know what to do. I did not know. But in the midst of it, Jesus is with you. You might not feel him. You might not even believe he's there. But when you realize that the situation you eventually, it said believe with him eventually, when you just realize, okay, you see he got this. Let me just sit back. Let me just lay down. And then obviously you will begin to feel his presence. But we, you know, sometimes us is him. We got to be in the middle. We got to put our hands. We got to do this. Jesus said, I got, what do you do? Step back. <laughs> let me, you step back and let me take the lead. You do it too much. So when you're in the midst, just know God is right there with you. You might not feel him at that moment, but once you begin to calm down, once you begin to collect your thoughts, the situation, you'll eventually your situation will feel his presence. You will begin to feel it. I remember uh, when they had messed up my son back. I thought my son would never walk again. He went to the doctor because he had these severe headaches and we didn't know what was going on. Me as a mom, I took him to the doctor. Uh, they did a lumbar puncture on his back and they did, the, you know how they do it, little, put the fleet up the back or whatever and get the fluid off of his back. Okay. Took him there. And I was like, so the next day, they said he'd be better. He got laid here straight for a couple of, uh, like 15, 30 minutes. He laid there. He laid there. Went home. Next day, he couldn't even sit up straight. He couldn't even. I tried to push him up, he would just pop, cry. I was like, oh my Lord. So I took him back. So I called his doctor, and the doctor was like, well, take him back where he's been. He got the lumbar puncture. Like, they couldn't do it. It was a weekend. So I, I know they couldn't really do nothing. So I took him back to the hospital. They, they did the procedure. And then all of a sudden, they come in. 
and make it seem like it's my fault. They try to call child protective service on me. Like it's me. I was upset, frustrated, pissed off, and I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna take my gonna take my kids. So I was like, God, I just need you at this time. Uh, the lady from the, one of the ladies from the church I used to go with came up there and she prayed or whatever. At that time I wasn't trying to hear no prayer. I'm gonna be straight and honest, and I was pissed off because one I was already mad. Then their daddy come up there, that poofy daddy. Uh, I'm not gonna say what I want to say. Come up there and blaming me like it's your fault. You did this. So I, my mom like God, just be with me. <laughs> You know, do X, Y, Z, Blase, Blase. And then they had to go. Took them up to this thing where they do have to do an MRI. They gave them too much medicine. So people from Dallas had to come. Be like, well, we got to transfer them to Dallas. Because they know they had screwed up. Uh, took them to, we got on that. And they was like, well, you have to get on the helicopter. And I, at this time, I had to, I had to focus. I had to do what I had to do. Uh, I took my other two kids to somebody's house to watch them. Gave them some money. Just in case I had to stay a little longer than what I had to. Okay, you get in the helicopter, whatever, whatever, and their dad had to drive my vehicle back. Had to drive it back, you know, drive it to Dallas, where I was, because I didn't have a way back. I wish I did at this time, but I did. So, get back, um, get to Dallas, land in Dallas, go keep flatline. Flatline like it was nothing. I'm panicking, because I'm the only one there. Woo, I'm all over the place. But yet, they got them back, thank the Lord. And yet, and still, even though I was in the midst of it, I still remember. Even though I was still, like I'm a beginner at Christ, they didn't know nothing about God, whatever. But I, in the midst of that situation, even though I didn't feel God in the beginning, I'm not going to say, hey, tell you like, you know, that lady prayed. I didn't want to hear that right now because I was already pissed off because one, he was mad. Two, he was driving my car and I want him in my car. Three, I didn't like their dad because I was done with that situation. But, Got there, he was like, "Is your fault?" This kept blaming me, <laughs> and at this time, because I was with their dad, with their dad, before I had left them, I got my license suspended and all this type of stuff. So I was not supposed to be driving a car, but I had the car. So on my way back to them, I just said, "Lord, get me there, hurry, Lord, let me get back to Longview and get him out of my car." Out of my car, out of, I just I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to be with him. I just didn't want him nowhere around me. Me or my kids. And he tried to like he tried he like he's the dad and dad of the year. And that that what you're not gonna do. Not on my watch, not on my parade. So we went there, got back home, and I was flying. Stay true, was sitting right down the hill. But God's like, I come on, I know I understand. I got you. Them angels watching over us. So I got him there, got him off so fed off, then I got my other two kids went home. Still going through all of this, still going through this, even though we still, I'm still in the midst of the storm. Even though they don't know if it messed up, he had to take medication. They didn't know if he was going to be able to walk again. I mean, it's just so much. We're still going to church, even in the midst of still going to church. Believe me, having people praying over my son, believing in God that my son will be here um, two weeks, maybe like a, no, a month. He had to go back. Went back. Nothing was there. It's like the man didn't even do a long ball punching. Nothing was there. He to this day he still have no problem with his back. He is healed. I'm trying to tell you that God in the midst of it, even though I did not feel God present at that time. Even though I was like, you know what? Just like to him praying. Even though I was just like, I don't know what to do. God, as I was begin to just calm down, just know that God got this. I began to fit his prayers. He was like, I got you, Felice. I'm going to get you to daddy's back to Long Beach so you can get this man at your car. Because when I got in my car, he's gone through so much. Look, 
I'm just still talking. But it was just so sad. I'm about to go all around. But this is to tell you. <laughs> Number five. It's say in Psalm 91.10, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plot come near your tent. The next verse say, For he will go, give his angels charge, charge concerning you. There are many angels involved in our life, but it, but he is talking about his angels. The Old Testament angels is Jesus Christ himself. He is Lord. Therefore, he has charge concerning you. Yeah, he's concerned about you. Every time you cry, every time you feel depressed, every time you go through something, you want to know what is going on. He will send angels across your path. I remember he sent plenty of angels across my path. We used to stay in love with you and this lady was didn't know who this lady was, didn't have an idea. Within there, and they were, I think they was like giving out free tickets to a movie. It was something. She blessed me and my kids for us with four tickets. Say, so I never seen that lady again. It's been so, so he is concerned about you. He said, No evil shall befall you. He have angels for you. If you ever pay attention to God, he's doing something. Every day you wake up in the morning, he's just like, Thank you. Somebody just sing you something, something encouraging. That's God, that's angels. He is watching over you. He is concerned about you. He is worried about you. He's just trying to let you know, I got you. Even though you might not feel me, even though you might not. But my present at time, I'm with you always. There's nothing in this world that can separate you from me. Okay, I'm going to tell you this story. And then I'm going to have to get off. When I was going through my dark days, when I was, <laughs> this has been pretty dark days. When I was going through my days where I was, let's see. What story I want to talk about? When I was going through my dark days, when I had lost my grandma, when I was when they when I woke up one night, my heart just raced. Nobody didn't know what it was. They thought it was an infection. They thought it was thyroid. They thought it was high blood pressure. They thought it was this and that. Then come to find, I had to wear a heart monitor. I had to go take Tylenol to keep my heart rate at a, at a certain rate. I couldn't be by myself. I couldn't work. I it was all over the place. Come to find out, I was dealing with anxiety. No blockage, no nothing. What's wrong with my heart? Nothing. But yet and still, I felt alone. That all I had was just me and my kids. Nobody understood me. People say they understand you, but sometimes if they just want to say they understand you, they get something from you. I was like, God, I don't know what to do. I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. I am all alone in this situation. And God was like, no, you're not. Why? Because I'm with you. Even though I thought I was going to lose my mind, even though I was at the point where I couldn't even stay in my own house, I couldn't even go to the store without having to wear a blood pressure cuff on my hand, even though I could not just be, couldn't even go to work without thinking, what if this happened? What if this happened? Or XYZ. I can't drive in a car by myself. I still have those days where I can't drive in a car by myself. I'm working on it. But even though I went through all of that, God was with me in the midst of it. I said, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. I feel like I'm going to... But I was like, but God, I'm like, no, I got you. As I look back, it happened back in 2013. It is 2023. The devil thought he had stole. He had got my mind. And God said, no, I got something special for her. Even though I was in the midst of all that. Even though I stayed in the hotel for three and a half years. Didn't know how I was going to pay the hotel. man. slept in the car left on the street. Even though I went through all of that, God was right that he had his angels charging over me and my kids. Even through all of that, I still felt alone. 
because why people I didn't tell people a whole lot because people are so judgmental. I felt the loss like God, you're not here. What are you gonna do? You ain't doing nothing. Do you even care about what's going on? I was so mad that I told I said God if you was right here in front of me, I probably would have punched you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with God. But God knew. He was like, I got you. A thousand might fall on your side, ten thousand might fall on your left, but it'll not come near your tent. And through it all, God had kept his angels' charges over me and my kids. To this day, he still do it. There are days when I be like, I don't feel God in this My kids are driving me crazy. But then it's a little smaller things. Be like, you're doing a good job. You're a great mom. You're doing X, Y, Z. People that don't know, oh, your, your kids are so good. Your kids are so good. Thank you. I sometimes say, God, thank you for letting me know that I am doing a good job. Even though I might not see that I'm doing a good job or might not feel that I'm doing a good job. But sometimes my kids can go a little crazy every now and then. But just know that I have that peace of mind and that calmness to know that God got me and my kids every step of the way. So today, I don't want you to feel alone. I want you to feel like God is with you every step of the way. And just know that you're not alone. Just because I get over here, encourage y'all and be like, oh, you can do this, X, Y, Z. When I'm doing it, I'm doing it for myself too. Because there are days I need encouragement. There are days I feel like I just want to give up and I don't want to be bothered with the world. I just want to just stay in my bed. Stay in a cocoon and just have a pity party. But I can't do it because I have three eyes looking at me. I have my kids looking at me. And if I get up, they push me. They motivate me. Just like I motivate and push them, I motivate and push them. Like today, my son told me, Mama didn't make the track team. Well, he made the track team. He said, I didn't make the track meet. I said, are you okay? He said, yeah. I said, next time you push. You keep doing what you got to do. You push for it. He said, yes, ma'am. I said, okay, that's all you got to do. All we can do is just believe that God's going to make a way for him and that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Even though he didn't make it, I had to encourage him. So just like I get on here and encourage y'all, I, I have to encourage myself too. Because why the enemy comes to seek for he seek to kill, still and destroy. He does not play fair. That's why we have to stay in our work and to encourage one another. Tell someone your story. And God bless you with something small. Maybe, maybe your boss went out and bought you lunch. And you didn't even have the money. But God bless him. Be like, girl, somebody brought me luck. It's nothing wrong with sharing. Now, when you start boasting to my old deal, I did this. No, when I ain't talking about doing all that. I'm just talking about sharing. Because you never know. Your story can help somebody else. That's why I do what I do. Because I want my story to help somebody else. So now we're at think it and say it. I'm not trying to get in God's presence. I'm already in it. Through the blood of Jesus, he is in the boat with me. He is not over there. He is right here, right now, with me and in me. I wake to the fact that he is with me. There's no separation. I can rest in him in the midst of any storm. I can walk with walk with him in the midst of the fire. I'm fearless because he's with me. Therefore, no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plot come down my dwelling. My church, my home, my body, or my life, or my kids, or anything. You can put that in there in Jesus' name. Just know, can't nothing, not even the enemy. Sitting here doing my podcast earlier. I said, okay, I'm going to post it. Boom. Got up and I already clicked on it and said, I said, the devil is a lie. I'm going to get on here and do this podcast because somebody needs it. I just want you to know you're not alone. No matter what you may be going through, you're not alone. If you need a listening ear, I'm here. If you want a bit, I'm here. It's whatever. I just want you to know that I am here for you. Even though you might say, I feel so alone, God. Like nobody cared. I'm the only one. No, you're not. Because I done been through it. And some days, I still have those days where I feel alone. Where ain't nobody, don't nobody care. I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. I feel it all. But you're not alone. So 
So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to have an amazing, awesome day. And no matter what, you are not alone. No matter what, nothing can separate you from God. Nothing. Nothing. Just remember, he was in a boat. He calmed the storm. He can calm the storm in your life. Even though you might not feel his presence, he's right there with you. So until next time, I want you to have an amazing and awesome day. Be blessed.